up and excellent, excellent point, Alan. Absolutely excellent. Okay. ETs have some sort of connection or control within our government and not just our government. Mm -hmm. I think other governments on this planet. I think you hit that spot right there. Hopefully what we're bringing today will be new information from insiders. That's why we have a really special first guest here. There's no one more inside than uh, Richard Doty, ladies and gentlemen. I was a counterintelligence officer for the Air Force Office of Special Investigation. I tried to keep the programs secret. If a person saw a classified aircraft in and around Area 51, it was our job to convince that person that what you saw was maybe a UFO. You find many controversial introductions about Richard on the internet, but I'll just use the one that George Knapp wrote. Richard Doty is one of the most controversial figures in the history of ufology. Doty had a 20-year career with the Air Force, including years as a special agent for the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, the AFOSI. During that time, he was assigned to conduct surveillance on a scientist, Paul Benowitz, who inadvertently acquired information about a classified Air Force program. Doty admits he fed disinformation to Benowitz and to other UFOs investigators, forged documents, muddied the waters. But since leaving the military, Doty has also worked as a military police. And he is probably still very controversial. Thanks for being here, Richard. I know people have said a lot of things about you, but um, I want to hear the truth. Uh, it, uh, I, I, I mean, you're no longer working for the Air Force Intelligence, right? Um, but that's right. That's right. I don't work for Air Force Intelligence. I, I, I mean, intelligence. Well, don't be offended by this question, but how do we know you're still not working for them and you're just saying you're not working for them? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of uh, controversy over that, but <clears throat> number one, I wouldn't have any reason to. Mm. I'm... Um, I, I left the agency, left the intelligence agency back in 1988. Mm. Although I, I, people bring up the fact that I was brought back to active service in 91 and 93, but that had nothing to do with UFOs uh, or disinformation. It had to, to do with what I did in uh, Europe when uh, after the, the, the wall fell. So um, I work as a private investigator. I have no connections official connections with the United States government or intelligence community. I do have a lot of friends that still work within the intelligence community and they mm -hmm. feed me a lot of information that I share um, with you. I mean, I shared it with you at the uh, UFO MegaCon and with others. So yeah. no, I don't, I don't work for uh, any intelligence agency. Okay, but when you were working for one, what what were, because there's still, it's still not clear because you've been so controversial, what exactly you're job was working for these agencies and especially in terms of ufo contact and all that well i was i worked in counterintelligence i was a counterintelligence officer and my job was to conduct counterintelligence operations and most of those counterintelligence operations dealt with the protection of highly classified projects that the air force or other government agencies were working on mm -hmm. and if somebody strayed into one of those programs, it was my job to, to stray them out. And mm -hmm. uh, how we did that was uh, uh, we used disinformation, although we didn't, we didn't uh, 
uh, call it disinformation. It was counterintelligence or deceptive operations mm -hmm. where we try to stray away from the uh, classified projects and um, protect the, uh, the, the, the protect that project. And that's the, what I did. The projects weren't just UFO related. They were other military, you know, weapons sort of projects, right? Right. For instance, the Paul Benowitz case, uh, he, he strayed upon a highly classified drone project that was occurring at Kerlin Air Force Base. Uh, back in the early 80s, drones were very, very classified, highly classified, very sensitive to the government because they were controlled by a, an airplane. They were launched from, from another bigger airplane and these drones would be flying around mm -hmm. this controlling airplane. And people would see that and think that uh, this drone was in fact a UFO trying to attack uh, or menace the, uh, the bigger plane. Right. And, and Paul Benowitz straight into that. And, uh, and it was my job to uh, protect that uh, highly classified project. So was your job, uh, uh, wasn't you just disinformation UFO investigators? It was really to keep people away from all these secret projects, right? Right. Yes. Yes. It, uh, but, yeah. Unfortunately, my, the, just the way the things worked for me, most of the pro projects I worked on had something to do with uh, UFOs or ET contacts. Can you explain what happened with Paul Benowitz? Yeah. They said that you, that he was led to believe that he was looking at UFOs, but I did a presentation a couple of years ago at the UFO convention on this, where I dealt, I, I laid everything out, including witnesses. Um, Paul was a, first of all, Paul Benowitz was a scientist. He was a physicist. He owned a laboratory right outside Kirtland Air Force Base called Thunder Scientific Laboratory. He had a government contract. He, he made uh, 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 small sensors for submarines. Uh, and Paul was a member of MUFON, APRO. He was a field investigator for MUFON. He was a believer in UFOs and ETs. When he photographed these objects and uh, some of the other things that he did, collected a, a signal intelligence from the base, and we, we, we learned about it, and he actually called us. Mm -hmm. When I went to him, um, I gathered all the information. I went back, and I wrote up a report, and I sent it to headquarters, and the headquarters uh, advised me to, to protect that project or those projects because he actually strayed upon two classified projects, protect those projects at all means. And one of the things that uh, uh, I, was, I was supposed to do is convince him that what he was seeing was UFOs and not the classified drones. Well, right. you got to understand that Paul Benowitz was already a believer in UFOs. Right. He was already an investigator from UFON. So when I went to him and I said simply, Paul, don't you think that what you're photographed was UFOs, extraterrestrial? He said, I know they are. Mm -hmm. That's all it took. I didn't, I didn't feed him disinformation. I didn't drug him. Right. I didn't psychologically uh, uh, plant something in his mind. All I had to do was agree with him. Uh, and, and, and that's all it took. That all, that's all it took for what exactly? For to him do... to think that what he was seeing was UFOs. But he also classified drones. So yeah, so but he was led to believe that so because he, you wanted to keep him away from what it really was. But 
didn't he have sort of a breakdown because of that, because of that um, way of thinking? Well, no, there was there were a lot of other factors involved in that breakdown. Okay, uh, okay. I, I just curious. I mean, what what was going on? He had a mental breakdown because he thought he was seeing UFOs. This is what the story is, right? Well, there were a lot of other factors and players involved in this. Uh, Bill Moore, uh, Alan Hynek. Uh, Alan Hynek too. Alan Hynek, uh, uh, Leonard uh, Stringfield. Uh, these people interfered with the investigation. They they uh -huh. they contacted Paul, and they they uh, Alan Hynek gave Paul a monitor, a computer monitor, mm. and unbeknownst to us, although the, Paul later told us that hey, Alan Hynek gave me this monitor, and I'm supposed to use this monitor. Well. Um, it comes to there's a I mean we don't have time enough to go we don't have to go through the whole thing I'm just wondering what happened but, 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 though. yeah but Paul but there were things happening in Paul's life mm. uh, that we then we later determined wasn't coming from us or wasn't coming from um, from U.S. intelligence we didn't know where it was coming from such as the orb incident that happened in his house where there or, or an orb was flying around his house. Some of the things that uh, he was seeing on the monitor that Heineck gave him, uh, all those things added up, and uh, and so Paul went to uh, you know he he had a psychological psychological episode. Mm -hmm. He had two actually two of them. The first one uh, wasn't as bad as the second one. The first one, uh, his family uh, convinced him to see a, a psychiatrist. Uh, he did. He was admitted in the hospital for. Uh, I think four or five days, um, and he, I, I visited him at the hospital. Uh, he got out of the hospital. I visited him as office. But did you I, did you visit him as a friend or as someone concerned or as part of the the, the intelligence? No, I visited him as a friend. I became a good friend with Paul. Oh, a really, okay. really good friend with him. Okay. And um, I, I just, you know, I was trying to convince Paul at that time, and this was after after the operation was all over with. I mean. The project was was over with. This was in, uh, I think, '87. I I tried to convince Paul that uh, what he what he saw was in fact something military. He wouldn't believe me. He was he was convinced it was UFOs. And then the the latter uh, psychological uh, case was well well later. It was in the it was '89-'90 time frame when he had problems in his business. Mm -hmm. He had a business and he lost a government contract and. Uh, he had a lot of financial problems, right. uh, and that that in, in, in included in his uh, his diagnosis as as having some kind of psychological uh, episode, and and that one put him in a hospital for for quite a while. Right. But he was maybe seeing things. If he had that orb episode, he actually may have had some kind of experience as well. I'm just asking Richard about this because that's been the most controversial case um, that people know Richard Doty for. So I just wanted to get the record straight on his side of that story. Now I'm going to go into what he knows about the actual disclosure on the government ends. Let's get into what, what the government really knows. You've been working behind the scenes and what are they not telling us from your perspective? I was briefed into a program back in 1978 that revealed to me that we uh, recovered a uh, extraterrestrial craft in Roswell, or actually near Corona, New Mexico in 1947. 
A second craft was found in 1949. We found a live alien at the first craft. He stayed alive until 1952. We've had an intermittent contact with extraterrestrial races ever since. And this was in 1978 that I had briefing. And so we, the government knows uh, the truth. Uh, They've been deceiving the American people ever since 1947. Uh, There's been a lot happening from 1947 on till present day. They're continually, the ETs are continuously visiting Earth. They're responsible for abductions. Uh, and, uh, and so, and they, and they have an agenda. The, the ETs have an agenda, but you got to understand that these ETs uh, are so advanced that it's difficult for, for a human to understand, to understand them and understand what their agenda is. I mean, I certainly don't know the, all of it. I know what I was briefed into. I know what I investigated, but I, I certainly don't know the whole program. What, what do you think, the way have you been briefed about their alien agenda? I think there's a, um, one particular race of ETs have a, um, a, 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 a common good agenda, meaning they, they, they want to make friends, they want to um, understand us, um, and they're non-hostile. But there, there are other races that are hostile. Um, and that was uh, the classical example of Reagan. Reagan was fully briefed into the program back mm-hmm. in the 1980s when he became president in 1981. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of that uh, briefing has been leaked out. And one of the particular races that he was briefed on was hostile. Mm-hmm. And I think that, although I don't know for sure, but I think that led to the a strategic defense initiative or star wars yeah where he wanted to protect the planet from an alien race and he said that in a number of, of, yeah. of ways and, and times uh, at different locations at different uh uh venues mm-hmm. and so uh there is a hostile race out there and we have to protect earth from those the hostile ets well, when you were briefed into the, the crashed um, retrieval, did you actually see any craft um, at any of the bases you worked at? Well, can you say? I certainly wasn't around in 1947, but- No, no, but, but I, after- the briefing, the, uh, Okay, I got you. The okay. briefings that we, that we received were, were, were uh, filmed, uh, 30, uh, uh, whatever the- Yeah. The millimeter films were back in those days, 16 millimeter, I believe they were. And they were old army films and they showed the crash retrieval. They showed uh-huh. Truman at the scene of Krona. Uh, they showed the ET bodies, they showed autopsies, they showed these things. And then uh, later on, I saw pictures. I worked at Area 51, that's a known fact. It's been proven that I actually was a counterintelligence officer at Area 51, Grim Lake Complex. And I saw things fly out there that I couldn't, I couldn't uh, identify as being uh, one of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw an aircraft do things that uh, our crafts couldn't do, and our pilots couldn't have survived if they were inside these crafts. Wow. So I knew we had crafts out there. I was never briefed into the program uh, that Bob Lazar was br- talking about. I was never under S 
four. I was never down there. I was at the S2 complex. I know that they had classified um, aerial uh, aircraft underground out there, but I, I was never briefed into that program. Well, you also told me at lunch when I met you that you actually did see an alien at one of those bases. Is that true? I mean, is that's that true. true. I, I actually saw a closed circuit. Uh, it was a, a closed circuit uh, television camera um, at a facility that I went to. I was going there on an investigation. Mm -hmm. It was out at the uh, annex of, of Papoose Lake. I walked into a building. I was cleared to get into that building. I went into a room, there was an OSI agent sitting at a table watching a monitor, and on that monitor was another, uh, with two people, I don't know who the two people were, uh, interrogating or talking to this ET. Now, it clearly was an extraterrestrial. Um, I asked the, the OSI agent, I said, what are you looking at? And he explained to me that they're interrogating this ET, and they're at uh, such and such a building, which wasn't uh, more than 100 feet away from where we were at. It was a different building, but it was close to where we were at. And this was a closed circuit camera. Right. What, what's interesting in this interview that I was watching is that one of the agents in that room could read the telepathic thoughts right. of the ET, but the other person couldn't. And so he was translating uh, to this other agent what this ET was saying telepathically. Well, I was in there for, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes when another person came in, a higher ranking uh, a military official and asked me for my badge. And I showed him my badge and he said, you know, you're not cleared for this room. Um, so then I had to leave, but I already saw it. And I, I saw them and I saw the ET and the ET was a, a tall gray. A tall, a tall gray, gray. a taller yes. gray with a big head, big eyes. Big head, big eyes, large head, large eyes, uh, no, no ears, a small mouth, um, and it couldn't make any sounds. That was one of those tall grays, couldn't make the sounds, but it could communicate uh, through uh, telepathy. And what was the messages that the, the agent who was getting telepathy was saying was coming from the ET? It was technical. They were trying to, they were trying, the, the little that I was understanding, they were asking this ET about some technical uh, technical materials or technical information about a um, about this craft. I wasn't there at the beginning of the conversation, so I could I was only there during that part of the conversation. So it was technical. He was trying to explain something about a drive, something about some some kind of equipment. And I'm not a scientist, so I I can't I can't uh, I didn't understand it. But you've just told us here is disclosure. You've 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 blown the lid off here. And um, why? How come? Why does the Senate intelligence reports start from the beginning as if nothing you've said ever how or anyone has said Bob Lazar not just just never happened? Or do they not know? Or are they just uh, trying to fool the public? Well, let me give you an example. There's a person that is currently working DIA, and he's had contact with some of these people. I actually believe he has contact with Danny Sheenan, Sheen, um, and, and he works for DIA. And he, he tells us, he says, the government hasn't come to me 
and ask me for the information that we have on ETs because he, he, he turned around when, when we're talking to him on a Zoom link, he said, all these filing cabinets behind me contain information about UFOs. And if they would come to me, I would share this with him if I had the permission to give it to him. So there's the government is only trying to cover their tracks uh, and still deceive the American people because there's so much information out there. In fact, I just I just provided from from several sources of mine. I just provided people in Washington, uh, Senator uh, Marco Rubio's uh, uh, office, with a list of all the projects, classified projects that the Air Force did pertaining to UFOs, extraterrestrial contacts from 1980 to 1986 mm -hmm. with case numbers and, and detailed descriptions. We gave that to the, the Senate. Mm -hmm. Now, what they do from there, I don't know. Now, I, you, you gotta understand that the that the, uh, the Air Force or the government did provide a classified briefing to certain senators. Right. Now, uh, they're not telling us what that briefing is, but uh, they're telling us that it pertained to technology uh, and, and technology that we have uh, pertaining to warp drives and anti-gravity devices and things like that. But they're not telling us where that came from. Mm -hmm. And, well, and they didn't tell the, the the senators that got the briefing. So, do you? I mean, it is so deep and complex. You think the Senate is just going to ignore it as if they never got anything from you and probably a lot of other people because they don't know how to deal with this because it's so complex. Well, I think what well, one of the things they did mm. was when my and I'm not the only one doing this. There's others right. doing this. Right. Okay. And these other, we did, we presented information to the, the Senate and they're doing with it. They, they turned it over to the Air Force. They said, okay, explain this. Right. Now the Air Force is trying to explain and going back. One of the particular captains, Air Force captains that was involved in the release says that he's only, he can only tell the public what other agencies within the government tells him. He can't go and find this stuff on his own. So what does that tell you? There's a lot in the government that they don't want us to know about and they're hiding it and they'll continue to hide it. It seems like there's, and maybe you would know this, there's been some kind of fracture inside that government hole that there's like another, there's another force agency that's coming forward and saying, no, it, like Elizondo, maybe Elizondo's leading this and say, it's time to tell the people the truth. Do you think that's what's going on? I think it is. I think there's a lot of people within government. I know, I know there are. I talked to him. I, I just talked to a guy yesterday for four and a half hours on the phone and he works within NSA and he's telling me the same thing. I just want them to come to me and ask me because I'm going to tell them exactly what I, we have here, but well, they're not doing that. Well, they, they just wanted to go. I mean, some people just wanted to go, well, why doesn't this guy come forward, become a, a whistleblower and say, look, you know, um, this is, I think Elizondo did that with Danny Sheehan. This is what I know. This is what they have. Um, is that possible to just come out and, and, and for someone to say well, that? It's going to be up to him. It's going to right, be up to the right, individual. Right. I mean, I don't know what, 
you know, he, he's got a career to think about. I mean, regardless of the whistleblower act that supposedly mm-hmm. protects them, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're destroyed if you come out with and, and, and disclose things like that and things that the government doesn't want you to disclose. So, he, you know, it's up to the individual. I mean, I, I could, I could try to convince him to do it and I've, I've tried to convince others to do it, but the, they're saying, you know, I got a career, I got a family, I got a wife and two children. I just had a, you know, a baby. Yeah. You know, the, the things like that, that, that they just don't want to, they, they don't want to do it. And you got to understand that everything within the government pertaining to this subject is compartmented. Mm-hmm. You know, just because uh, one agency, uh, one office within the CIA knows about it, it doesn't mean that all the other offices on that floor would know about it. Same way with NSA, some way, same way with DIA or, or military intelligence. So this is huge. If this guy has a file cabinet of, of information, maybe going back to 47, there's probably lots of people where, how do you think if, if you were in charge, proceed with opening up the files and relating this to the public? What do you think? Well, you have to convince the executive branch. The military works for the executive branch. We have three equal uh, branches of the government, civics basics, okay? And now the Senate, the legislative branch can only do so much. They can't order the executive branch to do anything, contrary to what that video was a few weeks ago about, well, the Senate can go in and do, the Senate can't do that. The Senate can, Senate's a legislative body. Uh, And it's the same as the House of Representatives. They only have certain powers. They can ask, they can request, but if the executive branch doesn't want to turn that stuff over, they're not going to turn it over. And I actually don't believe that the president of the United States, and I'm apolitical. Right. I'm apolitical. Uh, I don't believe the president of the United States uh, has ever been briefed on it. Now, I know know people are going to say, well, he was a vice president under uh, Obama and but I just don't believe he has been. There are people, uh, one particular very, very, very close relative of mine who works within the government, works within uh, the government. And he, you know, he relates that he doesn't think that anybody's actually brought this to the president's attention. And so somebody else, and I believe it's gonna be the Department of Defense, is running this show. So they are bypassing the executive branch, sort of like a coup almost. They're not telling the executive branch, which makes those executive decisions, what's going on. So they don't need to confront the issue. And how do we get past this kind of, you know, stuck moment, this impasse? I mean, that that someone needs to talk to the or somebody in charge who's in charge. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I agree that somebody needs to, a real true, uh, per, a person with the absolute knowledge, like my friend that has the filing cabinets behind him, six of them full of, of, of this information, they need to come forth uh, some in some manner. But then again, the government could stop that. I mean, there, there are certain, there's safeguards built in to uh, highly classified special access programs, uh, sense of compartmental information. The document itself is controlled. The, the document has a, uh, a cover that you can't take off that prevents it from being copied. If it's copied, it burns up. 
it, you know, even in a regular copier, if it's exposed to certain lights, it's going to burn up. It if actually, it actually burns up. It actually, um, yeah, it yeah, really compartmented. Yeah, yeah, top secret compartment information. Uh, and and this was back in the eighties. I even I know now that there are even even uh, 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 more sophisticated measures to protect these types of documents. Wow. But without the documents and without the photographs, photographs are the same thing. Uh, you're not going to be able to prove anything. You know, I can sit here and say I I saw this and this is real. But right. you know, if I had behind me in my filing cabinet, if I had something that I could show you here, here's the actual document, the, the truth will come out. And I think if, if that happens, if somebody brought out and presented it, the government's going to have to follow suit. So what about Chris Mellon? He was the assistant deputy of defense under Obama. He must have had contact with Biden. Isn't he the person who, and he knows, and he's wanting to come forward. Would he be the guy to say, listen, but maybe Biden's just not, ready to deal with this what what do you think about Mellon? Uh, yeah um chris Mellon had a great career um i don't believe i i personally and this is coming from me yeah me I, i'm only saying this me my opinion is that he's not telling uh the truth he's not telling everything that he knows because at a particular uh, uh, interview, I saw him on, on television. When they asked him, he skirted that issue. What do you know? What was you access to? He skirted that issue. Yeah. So I think he knows. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know how much he knows, but I, I think in the position that he was in, mm -hmm. I, I think he had to have known something. Right. And maybe he's not ready to reveal that, but, um, but, but it comes down to the big question. Were we going to say something? Because I, I, no, 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 good. No, the big question is why? Why are they really hiding? If everything you're saying is true and the guy has all those filing cabinets back to 1947 and we've known, what is the big secret here? I mean, besides that they're aliens. Okay, they're aliens. But what is? what are they really hiding? <laughs> well, it would open up in a Pandora's box, an enigma within an enigma, because if the government all of a sudden says, you know what, we've lied to you since 1947. We right. do have a craft. We have crafts out at Area 51. Uh, mm -hmm. we're, we have reverse engineered things. We have, uh, the, the aliens have given us things such mm -hmm. as uh, the, the, uh, uh, what uh, Colonel Corsell mentioned in his book, right. uh, transistors and diodes and so forth. Um, and now, now we want you to believe this. Now, nobody's going to believe the government at that point because they've lied to them for you know 70 years they lied to the american people unless they come out and show us the crafts and show us the ets that they have in captivity uh then maybe they'll believe them the american people would believe them but they're not going to do that they're going to be embarrassed they don't know how to cover their tracks they there would be some type of religious probably revolt mm -hmm. because there's so much of this connected to religion uh, that that and then 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 they have to explain the abductions. Right. How are they going to explain the abductions? How are they going to explain that we the American people, I mean, I mean, we the United States government can't protect this seven-year-old girl from being abducted and 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 subjected to implants and so forth and so on.
Right. So, I mean, it, but do you think another level since we've been dealing with these ETs is that the ETs themselves, at least those maybe negative ones, want to maybe even be in control and not reveal that factor? So it's not just the government. It might be ET manipulation. Is that possible? Ah, you, you brought it up an excellent, excellent <laughs> point, Alan. Absolutely excellent. Okay. I'm one of the believers, and there's people out there that believe that the ETs have some sort of connection or control within our government, and not just our government. Mm -hmm. I think other governments on this planet. I think yeah. you hit that spot right there. I think the ETs have control, some control. I don't know what the controls are, yeah. but I mean, I, I'm I, I'm not that briefed into it, and I think they're in somewhat control and i think our government knows that they're in control and so therefore the government doesn't want to disclose it so they're in control let's say that's true i don't know but if they're in control what what are they what are they doing what are they what do you suspect i mean i know you weren't briefing but what do you expect they're in control of um what what are they here for well that goes back to that uh that statement i made earlier is that these ETs are uh, probably uh, 10,000 years more advanced than we are. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's, pre it's pretty uh, uh, ridiculous for us trying to understand an ET, uh, how they think or what their agenda is. We can't get into their minds. Uh, mm -hmm. We only rely on what we know. We don't rely on our uh, history and, and, and our values. We, we can't understand them. And, and Dr. Hal Putoff, who's a brilliant scientist, brought yeah. this out, saying, you people want us to understand this widget that we got from the ETs. And you, you got to understand that this widget was made uh, by an, a race that's 10,000 years more technologically advanced than we are. And now right. you want us to try to understand it with our science and our, it just isn't going to happen. Right. It's like giving an iPhone to a caveman, you know, just crawling out of the cave. It's like, but but there's more than one race. And some people say there are actually good races here protecting us, turning off the nuclear codes, um, making sure we don't blow ourselves up. What do you feel about the good versus bad aliens? No, I think there are. I think there are. I, I mean, I was never actually briefed into it. My own personal opinion is. Uh, I was briefed into five different alien races, and this is back in the 80s. Five and, um, different oh, This yeah, is the one five. in the Reagan document, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Just, this is what I was briefed in. I don't know. Maybe there are more now. I don't know. Uh, and, 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 and one of those races, the Evens, were friendly, and they were the ones that, that uh, were very, very concerned about the nuclear weapons and us using nuclear weapons. And remember, all this happened... We, they started visiting us after uh, we tested the uh, nuclear right. weapon at, in New Mexico, here in New Mexico, right. Trinity site. And after right. we uh, uh, viciously dropped two uh, atomic bombs in, on, in Japan in 1945 that killed, you know, thousands of, well, over the years, 800, 900,000 people yeah. and, and maimed them. Oh, and, and I think after that, we, they even started visiting us. Wow, trying to figure out why are we doing this? Why are we destroying our planet? Why are we killing our own people? 
Right. And and I I think that's one of the reasons. There's been some great books written uh, about the connection between UFOs and and, and nuclear weapons. Uh, Robert Hastings, who mm-hmm. I personally don't get along with, but he he wrote a really great book about it, about the 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 uh, uh, sightings over. Uh, n- nuclear missile sites in Montana and, and other locations around the United States. So maybe, I don't know, I'm just sort of s- surmising that maybe the the ETs that were in control of the government are sort of maybe losing their grip on it and these other beings are coming and because there seems to be more mass sightings around the world and there's a shift in consciousness. Do you, do you believe something like that might be going on? That's very possible. And, and what, what the general public doesn't know, and I just learned this last night, I, talked, I told you I talked four hours with a friend who's still right. within the government, works for NSA. He says the public only knows a fraction of the sightings and the contacts that Earth is having right now. The government, the United States government, NSA, uh, NRO, and, and the other agencies, they they know the real dangers because they're they're seeing all the different uh, incidents of UFOs penetrating uh, radar, penetrating classified storage areas, uh, uh, possibly this this this. I, I don't I don't want to go into great details because I don't know a whole lot about it. Right. But the U.S. government just located. They believe they located a alien base uh, 500 miles south. I believe it was southeast of Hawaii. On, in under in the, the ocean, ocean, you mean? In the ocean? In the right. ocean. There's a huge complex there underground. It's like 5,000 feet. Or, I, I don't know exact depth, but it, it's quite quite deep. And, right. and there's a complex, an entire complex down there that was photographed by a, uh, I believe it was a, a Navy or, or a, a National Oceanic Administration ship. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to figure out what it is. So would you say there's like one person or a group, maybe it was Majestic at one point that, you know, they get this UFO information and they keep it very tight behind those locked vaults. Who would that be? Or you think, who was behind this? Well, Truman, um, uh, Truman was was involved uh, with trying to investigate everything. And this is the early stages of our, our intelligence service. And CIA just came into existence in 47, the National Security Act, and actually not until 1948. The Air Force just came into existence. There were so many things that weren't um, uh, organized properly back in those days, and they were doing the best they could. But I, I believe the, the Air Force wanted to run with this program and wanted to do more but I think the Central Intelligence Agency, they were, I mean, I talked to agents who retired at work for them. They were, they were convinced that what these UFOs actually were, were Russian or Soviets back then. Oh, oh. And they had, to, they had to be totally convinced that, no, it's not. These things are coming from outer space. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know that until the late, 50s and early 60s when we started launching satellites we couldn't see them except with with the earth-based telescopes we couldn't see these things out there now we can we have satellites we have things we can we 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 are trying to protect earth now nowadays back then we couldn't 
So it wasn't organized to answer your question. It wasn't organized. There were too many people trying to run things and that's probably, and somebody let it drop. No, no, but now it's organized. Someone in the military, you know, there's F-16s following the Stevensville um, craft. And then, so that goes somewhere. Someone is making the decision to keep that under lock and key, right? Who, who are those people now making those decisions? Well, I believe it's the Defense Intelligence Agency, DIA. I'm, I'm, when, when the Air Force closed Project Blue Book, in 1969 after the condom report, um, somebody, the Air Force had all this information. I mean, all these files, all this information. And, and now the, they're asking some government agency, who wants this? Well, DIA raised their hand and said, we'll take it. Number yeah. one, because DIA was a relatively new agency. They came in existence in 1961. And now DIA has to have a mission. They wanna, they wanna have a mission, oh, we'll take it. And I believe, well, I know, I know for a fact they got the, 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 the treasure house, uh, the, the, the clearinghouse, so to speak, of information on the UFOs. Mm -hmm. What they did with it after that, and, what, and, and I know about the DIA's involvement up to 19, 1993. I don't know what, who has it now today, but somebody has to be in control. There, mm -hmm. there was an MJ-12 back in the, in the, in the, uh, the 50s, 60s, 70s, up to the 80s. Uh, there still is some entity maybe it's not called mj12 but, but there's some entity that's controlling this but i don't know who it is you think the dia might be in conflict with um aspects of the pentagon and the navy in particular and fravor who's come forward and the uap task force is there the, it seems like there's this tug of war going on and, and that's why they discredited Elizondo uh, saying, no, he never worked for ATIP. Do you think that's going on the deeper levels? There's this battle? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, there, there definitely is. And, and, I, and, and people that still work within the government are saying that right now. I mean, they're saying, they're telling the senators, they're telling their senators the same exact thing that you just said, is that there's a fight, there's a, there's a feud between my, my, not just necessarily one agency and another agency, but inside that agency, within DIA, there's a feud going on between one particular section and another section. The Air Force is the same way. I mean, there's a, there's a really, really big feud right now in the Air Force over the Space Force. And wow. the Air Force doesn't want to give the Space Force everything that they have, but under, under, the, uh, uh, under the act that created the Space Force, the Air Force has to give them all of it. it so, so there's a feud between between a number of different agencies and 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 and, and military branches. Was the Space Force created for the for alien interactions or for another reason? You think? I believe so because if there's a good art, there was a good article uh, on the internet some some time ago, a couple years ago, uh, when Space Force was first uh, proposed. Well, it wasn't proposed. Uh, then it was proposed back in the 80s. Reagan, uh, Defense right. uh, Secretary Weinberger, pr proposed the Space Force. Uh, he he had it all planned. The Air Force. There were two Air Force generals. One who was on TV not not too long ago. They said, "Yeah, we proposed it back in 1980, in 1980s, 79, 80, one sometime back there." And but Congress wouldn't go along with it. And then again, even in out of the 
Clinton administration, I mean, a Bush administration, first Bush administration, they wanted to create it under Bob Gates. He was the Secretary of Defense. No, and somehow it was stopped eventually under Trump. And I don't know how Trump got it, got it in there. Remember, I'm apolitical, but I don't know how Trump got in there, but got it in there. But, you know, it was created under, under, under Trump and bought off by Congress. How come you're allowed to talk about this now? You just revealed, you know, a dozen secrets that no one has ever said who's come forward recently. So why? Well, why? I, I'm not, I'm not, I, you know, I never read anything any, that I'm talking about right now in any kind of government documents. I'm just telling you what other people have told me. You right. can't be, I can't be prosecuted for that. I can, right. uh, I, I, there's, there's, if people do actual good good searches on the internet, they can find out a lot of the stuff that I'm just talking about. Mm -hmm. So it's not all, it's not classified that I, if it is classified uh, and somebody comes to me and says, you know what you just told me was what, what you just said on, yeah. on Alan's show is classified. Okay, I'll shut my mouth. But I don't know that. I don't know that it's classified. Everything that I had access to back in the 80s, 70s and 80s, uh, I signed a security oath. And, you know, I presented that security oath. I showed people that security oath. Uh, it was on my website until it was my website was hacked. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's over with. Right. I can, if after 20, uh, 2003, I can talk about anything. Oh, That's really? what the security oath says. Yeah. Uh -huh. A non-disclosure agreement says uh, 2000, uh, October 1st of 2003, that it, it, it ceases to exist after that. I mean, there's a lot of things that I know. I mean, really, really uh, things that I know that I won't talk about because you know I don't want I don't want the Russians or the Chinese to get any of this information. But there's a lot of things that I'll talk about when the government starts lying and says no, nah, doesn't doesn't that's not right. When I know that it is right, I know that UFOs have been here. I know they're a danger. I know they abducted people. Those those things American people should know about. If American people know about that, do you think it should come out like at a Senate Intelligence Committee with the president, vice president there saying, OK, we're laying it all out on the table. This is what we know. And then we deal with it. Eventually, the truth, yeah, it might be an embarrassment, but the truth, you know, usually comes out and it's usually hard for people to say we've been covering up. But that seems like the only way to go. Well, the truth shall set you free, as <laughs> right. the CIA will say. That'll uh, you off first. Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that would be a great way of uh, disclosing. Uh, mm -hmm. But then again, the government can't disclose everything. If, if we just, if we're developing some kind of secret weapon or secret aircraft, mm -hmm. which I, I know we have, uh, and we got it from the ETs, and we suddenly disclose everything that we got, it's going to open up, like I said earlier, Pandora's box. And I don't think that will ever happen. I think the only way it's going to happen is, is if some, if somebody like Danny takes this all the way to a court yeah. where a, a judge or the U S Supreme court forces the government to release. And then again, you got the problem of, of uh, equal branches of the government uh, whereby the Supreme Court can't order the executive branch to release something that the executive branch knows uh, that is classified. I mean, there's so there's so many other Pandora boxes that you that that, right. that won't that will prevent that from happening. But I think Danny's on the right foot right now, and I I hope Danny continues his quest and and uh, for this disclosure.
This is Danny Sheehan. We're talking about who is Luis Alexander's lawyer. Um, you just wrote a book. We'll close up soon, but you just wrote a book that you had to submit before you could get it published, and they redacted what three hundred pages in it, right? Now, see, see, this is another proof that uh, UFOs are real because uh, in my book I had seven hundred and some pages. Uh, they wrote the book, the manuscript was 700 some pages. And when I submitted it to the government for review, they, they classified 374 pages, all pertaining to UFO stuff. Now, wow. if, there, if the UFOs weren't real, why would the government classify this stuff? What, what was the most important thing in that book that you could tell us now that was uh, redacted? Because you said you could talk about it, but you can't write about it. What was that? What was in there? Uh, about, a, about an incident that happened that I was involved with uh, peripherally uh, involving a landing of a craft, an AT craft, mm-hmm. and an exchange of information with, uh, with the United States government and a, and a, and a Vatican uh, representative. That, wow. uh, that was, uh, uh, there's nothing, there's not one word of that that the government will allow me to, to print. What I year even was, tried to rewrite it. <laughs> what year was that? Do you know, that was in and and I can't even tell. Well, it was in the uh, 1990s. Okay, that okay. I thought it might have been the um, the Gordon Cooper incident where, he, but that wasn't the Edwards Air no. Force Base landing. No, 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 That's no, no it Richard, this is this has been a revelation, and you, you, being coming from inside the government. Um, thank you for opening up to to what the truth is. And um, if you could say it here, it, I think the more you talk about this, the more people will get this as a real phenomenon and that definitely the government knows more. Anything you'd like to leave us with um, before you? Well, I'd like to uh, thank Danny Sheehan and, and um, his team uh, that is working on this disclosure pro- project. I think the best chance that we have American people and the UFO community have for a full disclosure or even a partial disclosure is with Danny's uh, efforts. Great. And would you be willing to talk in front of Congress about everything you know if you were called? I've already been in contact with uh, Senator Rubio's office. They, they called me. I, I've talked to him. I sent him things. I told him I would. Yes, absolutely. So he's just like trying to decide how you're going to tell the public all this stuff. Is, is that what you think is going on with Rubio? Yeah, his hands are airtight. He can only do, he can only ask the government for, for the information. But There's he no is the government. Who's the government? When you say ask the government, who do you mean by the government? You mean he has to ask the executive branch. He's uh, the legislative branch. He has I to see. ask the executive branch, the U.S. military for, for the information, everything they have. Well, the government is never going to give them everything they have. One of his aides told me that flat, flatly. He said, a government, somebody within, I don't know which agency, said, mm-hmm. there's no way in the world you're going to get all of it. Why? Why don't they? Because is it is it a corporate um, controlled somehow? The technology is, is but you, or you don't know. Well, that, that's another, I mean, that's yeah, another that's four other. hours of uh, yeah. talking about, yeah, there's there's uh, skunk works, uh, yeah. Lockheed skunk works that have a proprietary, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's another 
yeah. Pandora's box. Well, we'll go there. I'll do another interview with you on my ET roundtable. Okay, Richard. Okay. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time. This has been really valuable. Neil, you want to come on because I think we just got disclosure here. How did you like what you heard? I mean, wasn't that, I thought it was yeah. amazing. A lot of, a lot of great information. Thank you, Richard, for showing yeah. up and, you know, just um, sharing your time with us and just definitely admitting and owning the past and then coming forward to really like to bring some light and shed some light on what's been happening and helping us validate what we've known to be kind of a reality for some time, but it wasn't really validated on that level from anybody that was in the government or something like that. So you really allowed us to have more of this confirmation. So thank you so much, brother. You're yeah. very welcome. Richard Doty, ladies and gentlemen, inside the government. I mean, I, I incredible. And talk to your friend about releasing that files. <laughs> I yeah. just want to say to everybody, because you're right, there was a lot of controversy in the chat room and I was just reading them all and just comments all over the place in regards to having Richard on. And we all have our, you know, we all ha have our past and sometimes people shift and they, you know, like Richard, for example, he shifted and now he's coming out to explain a lot of information of what had happened. But it's also important to use your own discernment and realize yeah. that people come from their own backgrounds, right? So if somebody, for example, somebody's in the military, they have an awakening and they want to tell people the truth. They also have a background that might be military based and they have certain belief systems that come from that. So it doesn't mean that because that's their foundational belief system that they're part of some cabal. It, right. it means that that was their upbringing and their education was in this. Therefore, they're going to come from that platform. So it's important to use your discernment, but also to extract what pieces of information fit within what you're trying to figure out, right? Instead of just throwing everything out. And that's what's happening here with these conversations is where we're attempting to explore these and talk to individuals that usually wouldn't be on these platforms right so that yeah. we can ask some questions and try to see what really has happened i mean i like to i think it's important for people like richard who were inside the government to come forward he doesn't seem to have an agenda now i don't think he's working for anyone he's just trying to talk about what he knows and it seems like he really is for full disclosure mm -hmm. i don't i i think that's was sincere you right, know? right. Yeah, all the information that he gave in regards to ET races and, um, you know, and what was retracted from his book and all that, that's kind of less pretty groundbreaking right there, I would say. Where do I begin? A left mansion, it's like a spacecraft landed in my backyard. With Alan on a camel and my man Bashar Ten rabbis, a physicist, guru and a genius A woman who can teach you how to grow your penis I'm a romp the Jay-Z channeling true love Oh, reality's boring, we're starting a new one Hearts popped open, Dalai Lama Rock your soul with my tantric chakras Now say Om with Deepak Chopra Natasha's so dope, who needs Oprah? Shaman Steve and his higher selves NSA can't stop my elves Fairies landed, whole world's dusted Hugging undercovers but naked in public Government's bugging but they're so corny Back to the cramp first starborn orgy What? It's realities Changing the news to realities Gods interviews to realities Where do I begin? A left mention? 
JJ, her top keys of Enoch. Open up doors, teleport to Montauk. Navy ships disappear for battling. Duncan Cameron starts time traveling. Nassim Harriman, electron spin. Word I am word selling channeling. Paulo, masculine, feminine. Marianne Williamson, tears to triumph. Jay goddesses lift weights with their vaginas. Till there's a tantric, holy glow. Jody Sabrota's a UFO. From Sedona to DC, Washington disclose ETs. David Icke is like Adam and Eve. Meet me down a caravan of dreams. For Alan Steinfeld's new realities. What she's what? It's new realities. Changing the news, new realities. God's interviews, new realities. Where do I begin? A left mention, new realities. Changing the news, new realities. God's in reviews, new realities. Where do I begin?